Have you heard of the McDonald's hamburger and fries located in Iceland on display for now going over 10 years and it hasn't decomposed yet? The wrapping and the papers are decomposing, but the burger and fries still look the same. It has made a lot of people think twice about fast food, including myself. There is a natural order to things. And when that order is not followed, it is not good. Change is the natural order of life. The only thing that does not change is the Lord. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't know about you, but there is great security in that for me, knowing that He will always be who he is. God does not change and therefore he is trustworthy for all eternity. As I sit here typing this, a honeybee has decided to join me and he is very interested in my hair. He has suddenly changed my focus from a computer screen to watching his every move. Change happens. I've heard it said before that you can never step in the same river twice and what they mean by that is that some of the molecules that were there the first time you stepped in have either evaporated or moved into another body of water it's not the same identically the same as it was and that's okay because change will occur whether you like it or not there are two types of change good or bad and you are going to experience both I assure you you will either change for the better or for the worse but you will not stay the same so my question for you today is how are you changing in Ezekiel chapter 28 we read of the fall of Tyre's ruler this king is considered wiser than the prophet Daniel He had been successful in his endeavors and became very, very wealthy. Wealth is generally considered a good change, so it's success. And they can be good changes. They can be great. But look at what it did to this king. Verse 1 says, The word of the Lord came unto me, Son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre, This is what the Lord says. Your heart is proud. And you have said, I am a God, little g. I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the sea. This man was thinking of himself like a God because of all of his success. And sometimes we do the same things. Um, if we have a lot of success or, or a, a run of, of good luck, it seems, and we just think it's all about us. And pride comes forth. Success made this king conceited with a proud heart. So proud that he regarded himself as a god. The wisest man in the Bible, Solomon, wrote in Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 that pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And that is exactly what is about to happen in this chapter. The scriptures go on to tell of the destruction of violence and the death that is declared on the king of Tyre.
In verse 13 of Ezekiel chapter 28, this leader is compared with another creature whose success and beauty brought about pride. Do you know who it is? Verse 13 starts off, You were in Eden, the garden of God. Verse 14 says, You were an anointed guardian cherub, for I had appointed you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked among the fiery stones. Have you guessed it yet? It was Lucifer, the devil himself. He changed. He was once full of light, goodness, beauty, and splendor, but now he is a vile, ruthless, evil, horrible creature. He changed. These are examples of negative change, but I want you to think of some positive changes. The first person that comes to my mind is the Apostle Paul. Remember, he began with the name Saul. He was Saul of Tarsus. Saul was a very religious man. He followed every rule, called himself a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was the cream of the crop. He was taught by the greatest philosophers of the day. He was zealous and passionate for the law, and he spent his days tracking down Christians and having them imprisoned or killed. Men, women, children, anyone who proclaimed the name of Christ. He was part of the first martyr, Stephen, He was part of Stephen's death. But one day, everything changed. There's that magic word change again. One day, on the road to Damascus, he was blinded by a great light. And Jesus himself talked with Saul and corrected him. And because of that meeting and Saul's humble repentance, Jesus changed him into a new person. Saul became Paul. And it wasn't just his name that changed. He became a new person. Paul became a great evangelist and missionary for Jesus. He put his life in danger constantly for the cause of Christ. He was beaten, stoned, and imprisoned by the very ones he used to work for and lead. Paul was a changed man. A man or woman changed for the good changes the world for the better. I'm going to say that again. A man or woman changed for the good changes the world for the better. There are many, many people in the Bible um, that once they changed and gave their hearts to the Lord that the Lord changed their names. Um, Saul was changed to Paul. Simon was changed to Peter. Abram was changed to Abraham. Jacob was changed to Israel. And and there's many, many more. And thinking about those name changes, it it brings to mind these verses. Isaiah 62.2 says, Nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be given a new name that the Lord's, the Lord's mouth will announce. Isaiah 65, 15 says, But he will give his servants another name. And Revelation 2, 17 says, I will also give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it. Did you realize that as a believer, 
your name will be changed one day. I sometimes wonder if it will be literal names, like in the Old Testament, you know, like how Isaac meant laughter because Sarah laughed when God told her that she was going to have a son. So she named him Isaac, which meant laughter. Jacob meant trickster. Um, and I even think about um, Abigail's husband, Nabal. Uh, his, the word, the, the name Nabal meant idiot. Um, <laughs> and I wonder, I just wonder if some of us will get a new name of lazy one or quitter, stubborn, useless, or something like that. Or perhaps, and I pray, that there'll be names like champion, persistent, hard worker, passionate. The thought of that, it just takes my mind to that movie, um, The Polar Express. My kids love that movie. And and the, the scene where all of the children waited for their tickets to be punched. And they each got a word pertaining to them. Um, and I remember, you know, they were all so interested in seeing all of that paper flies. He punched and punched and punched and, and they got a, a letter. And then later he finished up their word and it was like um, loyal or believe. And I, I wonder if that's what it would be like when we get our new names. Um, but I wonder still, knowing that we're going to get a new name one day, isn't that a great motivation for change? Consider where you are right now, spiritually speaking. You are changing for better or for worse. And if you aren't changing, then there's a scripture that applies to the stagnant as well. And it is not a great one. Revelation 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth. That brings me back to that 10-year-old hamburger I mentioned earlier. Does anybody want to eat that? Not me. <laughs> I would do exactly what the Lord talks about here. That would not stay. Um, that would not stay down for me. Um, I pray that you and I are changing for the better. And one way to measure that change is the Bible. Maybe when you were little, you had a place in your house that your mother would mark your height. I did that for my kids when they were little. Um, I had a, a, a closet door. And uh, each of them had their little mark, and I would put their initials by their mark. And um, and that, uh, it was just, I loved doing that to measure them. And they loved to come back and see how much they had grown. And, and when we moved from that house, um, that was the hardest part to leave because that those marks were precious to me to see that growth and remember those years and, and um all that time we had spent together and, and it was just precious and that was hard to leave. Um, but we can use the Bible <clears throat> to measure our growth <clears throat> in the Christian life as well. Hebrews 6 1 says, Therefore, let us leave of the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. We start out as baby Christians. Everybody, when you get saved, starts out as a baby Christian. And baby Christians need someone um, to feed us easy-to-digest messages and teaching. It's necessary. But as time goes on, we should begin to grow. We should begin to mature um, and to 
change. There's that word again, change. Um, almost like a, a spiritual puberty, if you will, where you begin to gain independence and you change into a more mature Christian, capable of reading and understanding the Word, obeying the Word, and not needing as much correction. Um, it, we have a lot of people, it seems, that like to to sit on pews and be fed and fed and fed and they like other people to feed them and and um you know we all need to be fed but spiritually speaking we've got a lot of fat babies <laughs> in our churches um some that that are refusing to feed themselves and are refusing to get up and learn to walk um and and they're not useful for the kingdom of god they are actually um demanding more and more of those who are there to try to serve. And so uh, we don't need 40-year-old fat babies uh, sitting around the church demanding to be fed. We need to mature. All of us need to mature to gain independence and to obey the Word. And, And a very good measurement of that growth is the willingness to serve others, not just yourself. Service uh, in God's kingdom shows a lot of maturity when you're willing to not just sit in a pew and be fed yourself, but you're willing to give of yourself to feed someone else. Change is necessary. And change is a good thing. There are um, a lot of circumstances that aren't going to be great. Your change for the better does not depend on good circumstances or bad circumstances. The Bible says that um, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and who are called according to His purposes. All things, not just good things, not just bad things, but all things can work together for your good, to change you for good, to change you for better, um, because it's going to teach you what to do, And a lot, a lot of what not to do. But it's still going to change you for the better. Change is necessary. And change is good. Let us change for the better, friends. God bless you.